This definitely wasn't our third take. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 152. Can you believe it? I can't. (laughs) As I said in previous takes. (laughs) As for your grandma, she shouldn't have mounted off of me like that. No one will get that, but that's fine. Um, I can't help but notice, Tim, uh, there's no Luke this episode. No. Uh, He's too busy um, as part of his duties as the simulated online cricket committee. Oh, shit. Um, Just... Wrapping up the finishing touches, organizing sponsorships, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, we're really pleased and excited to say that it is coming to fruition again. Can the LT Grey Chinos go back to back to back? Can they get the three peat? It the remains to be seen. Simulated online cricket cup is maybe my favorite thing we do. Now. Oh, yeah. It's superseded yeah. Uh, the podcast. And if you're listening to this, I don't mind pulling the curtain back a little bit, but like, uh, Here's some behind-the-scenes uh, information, but we record a bunch of shows for that in one day. Mm. So, I've already seen a large amount of the Simulated Online Cricket Cup, and it is fantastic. Mm. There's surprises, there's upsets, oh, uh, it, there's it has quality everything. banter. Yep. Someone, someone disappears. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, and an appearance by Benny G yes. as well. The like, unmasking. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, but is it, was it Benny G? Who knows? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Who knows? We can still because that I thought Benny G on. was in New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know who showed up. Yeah, the but man we, impersonating Benny G. That's it. Yeah. We definitely call him Benny G <laughs> for theatrical purposes. Yes, um, and again, <laughs> just as part of the cold open, I suppose, Tim. I've been thinking uh, we need like sub names for the podcast, like when it's all three of us. Sporting oh, yeah, Woods, yeah. <clears throat> but we yeah. should have a special like Tim yeah, and yeah. Michael, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, Go yeah. Force. Yeah, yeah. One for you and Luke and one for me and Luke. Yeah. yeah. But I have no suggestions. No. Oh, I mean, like, A-team, Supreme team superior team. I was the... Yeah, I, I, of those type of names. Yeah. Something like, you know, if only three of the Power Rangers yeah. connected their machines up, like, it would have a separate name. Yeah. But I'm thinking something Tigers. Like, we don't have to crack this immediately. Oh, but like, wow. You know, wow. I mean, do you want to be associated the, with the, the Tigers? The Electric Tigers or something. Electric Tiger or, oh, you know, God. that's a, that's a bad pitch. But, like, you <laughs> oh, know, we're starting somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> you have to start somewhere. Speed Force. I don't know. The, I don't know. Speed Force. <laughs> that sounds like we do drugs. We are the drug front. Team. Yeah. The Ecstasy Brothers. Because <laughs> <laughs> we make people happy. Yeah. Duh. What, what are you <laughs> yeah. thinking? Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, oh, something to work on during the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, write in. Write into <laughs> Sportingwoods Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Let's get into sports. it. Sports. Sports, 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 sports. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, sponsored by the previously mentioned Sportingwoods Simulated Online Cricket Cup Season 3. That That's will handy. be available on YouTube. Dates TBA. If you do want to see what it's about, go on our YouTube. Just search Sportingwoods yeah, and you'll see last season's 
things, but there's certainly some major upgrades for season I'm three. So excited! You know, it's really, really great. All right. Well, the good is that we finally made it. The finals are here in rugby league. Finally made it. I, I know it. it. Ah, I get it. Well done. Finally. <laughs> made it i should have held out the final bit <laughs> but uh yeah no we're here um a couple of uh sort of upsets you know we again pull the curtain back on season previews uh earlier this year i think everyone was pretty damn close i think luke had the titans he was the only one um yes. and the only one that was a consensus across like all platforms and experts was was canberra missing out so <laughs> they um i had them to win the premiership the uh, larger group party listening chat that we have uh which you can subscribe to listeners for a minimum fee that's <laughs> that's a joke that's we haven't set that up yet uh yes. but there was sometimes you can't tell when people are joking so when dane said throw some money on the milk on the canberra i did hmm. like an idiot well they had to win well, that was it. It's like, oh, they got to win. Yeah, yeah, for sure win. And then they lost. And I was like, like oh, 40. they were fucking, they were joking. Well, I mean, I wasn't. I, I tipped Canberra. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because they were in a must win against the Roosters and then switched it back mm. just before kickoff because I was like, nah, they'll, yeah, they'll screw it up. Just because, you know, what they've had a very controversial season with players leaving mid-season and... Uh, you know, player revolts and, and all that sort of stuff and the big sticks blowing up and all that sort of gear. They've had a very disappointing season. And the big surprise for everyone, and I don't think many people, if any, had them in, was Manly. Oh, yeah. And not only making just the top eight, but the top four. Um, Again, four weeks into the season, they were 0-4. They lost, what, 13-14 of to finish last season. Des Hasler, like, honest, quite honestly, should have been sacked. And one person changed that entire team. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. That one person can carry a team. Now, we've seen... Is there a reason you're not saying his name? Oh, well, Tommy Turbo. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. It's Tommy Turbo. He's just... What he's been able to do this season is so above and beyond what anyone else has even come close to doing this year. Um, you know, some some of the... I look back at some of the um, bad teams that have had one person take them through. You'd have to say JT in those early years by himself, like the 04, 05 teams. Um, you know, obviously Benji with the Tigers, but again, there was a lot of people that hit form at the right time there. Um, and then the other big one, probably the worst team to ever make the grand final was that Parramatta 2009 team with uh, convicted uh, sex offender Jared Hayne, um, riding that wave, uh, and they literally got on his back. That's probably the closest thing I've seen. Um, it is inspiring that it only takes one person to like turn yeah. a whole team around to lift everyone up yeah. and get everyone on track. But at the same time, it takes one person to miss for everyone to lose their jobs. Yes, yes. So like, yeah, we we saw it. We we saw it. The second he came back, they were a forty point. Better side. They couldn't score a try the first four weeks. He comes back in that game against the Gold Coast, and Gold Coast were running hot. They were the hot team. Everyone thought Manly's going to get pumped. They beat them thirty six nil because of one oh, guy. Oh. It, it completely. There was only one change made between those weeks, essentially, and him starting, and that was him. It, it's crazy. crazy and then they rode that wave. The amount of points that they scored: Ruben Garrick, Jason Saab, 
you know, all these guys like Saab at the start of the season, they were like, well, he, he's not a first grader. He ended up being one of the top try scorers of the competition because of one guy. Mm. Like it's just insane. So that's, I had my bold prediction was Des getting sacked from the back of what happened last season, knowing that Tommy wasn't going to be back for the first month. You know, they got off to a bad start. It's all over. And then you've got the emergence of Ola Kawatu, um, Shushta. You know, they've seen, they've been able to um, get those guys on the cheap so that they can, you know, potentially go after some better players. I think Curtis Sirinan's moved on. A couple of others might be moved on um, to save some cash and, and sort of reload and get maybe one or two more um, top tier players. And they're a perennial top four side now. It's crazy to think. But anyway, that that's yeah. that you to want, me you is want the story surprise. of the season. You oh want yeah, some surprise in your finals. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you don't want you know the season to start and be like, okay, well we know how the story yeah. ends. You know? Which is what a lot of people were saying. You know, mm. one of our competitors in the online sports betting game paid out on a premiership winner in round eleven. Ooh. They paid Penrith out. That's bold. So they're going to have to, you know, depending if Penrith win, they might have to pay out two premiership winners. That that's how predictable the season was halfway through, kind of thing. Just like as a quick aside, and I know it's a big episode this week and we don't have a lot of time for it, uh, but what is the benefits of paying out early? Like if you're an online sports betting company, surely it's like, well, we got time on our side. Why not wait? Um, is it just to psych people up or? Well, maths is the first one. Okay, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> they wouldn't do it unless they still held a profit. Yep. yep. So that's the first thing. Yeah, true. Second thing, imagine... At the start of the season, you put $1,000 on Penrith, right? At four fifty or whatever it was. Yep. And they're so far ahead at that point. Like, it was them in Melbourne, but they were by far the better team because Melbourne was still figuring it out. And then Pappenhausen went down and then uh, in Magic Rounds. So, this was all post-Magic Round as well. Penrith didn't look like losing. And it's goodwill. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, I would say there's 33% maths, 33% goodwill. Yep. And then just big dick and we've yep. got enough ba- money that we can do this. Like, that, it's Here a flex. Here's it's, a happy surprise. It's a flex. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, And cool, you get cool, paid cool. out, like, on the price that you pay. So, like, yeah, yeah, if they blew out to $7 after round two, you put $1,000. That's 7000 Nice, nice. Halfway nice. in the season. And they might even lose the comp. So, yeah, that's a, it's certainly a goodwill thing. And that, you know, justice refunds and things like that. So if you do a multi and they get robbed on the last leg or something like that, they'll just pay it out because again, right. it's only one person or, or like a, a small cohort of people. Yeah, yeah. And it's that better happens, to yeah. keep that goodwill rather yeah. than be like, no, technically, yeah. you, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that- They never do that for any of my rare bets. No. Although, and they should, because I only ever do a dollar or two. Yeah. They should be like, here's your dollar fifty well, back, Michael. Yeah, it's more those guys or girls or people that, you know, bet $1 and have a 27 leg multi. And then they get twenty six out of twenty seven, and the last leg is a horse. Yep, yep. And yep. it and it, you know, gets pipped at the post, kind of thing, or it gets it doesn't leave the barrier, you know, like or yeah, know, something it, or yeah. it crashes or something like that, you know, like that 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 sort of stuff. They'll do that things on all like contentious decisions and you know all that sort of stuff. So yeah, a lot of it's goodwill, a lot of it's maths, and knowing that they're not gonna actually lose that much money and the goodwill. Yep. 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 All those people are going to re up. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't that you mo- at that point? On that yeah. money for the, you know true. the second half of the year. So you know it is what it is. Um, but before we move on to the bad, um, I also want to give a shout out to the NRL for acknowledging uh, country venues. So we'll see excellent uh, regional centres hosting finals. 
So we've got uh, a double header in Townsville on the Saturday, which is great. Sunday is going to Rockhampton and the Friday night game is at the Sunshine Coast. So um, part of it is to give Suncorp Stadium a break um, for the sheer mass of football that's been played on it. So I think um, week one, you'll see we'll see them travel to the country venues. But I think from then on, it's going to be maybe next week two might be one here, one at the Gold Coast. And then again, third week might be one here, one at the Gold Coast, and then the grand final at Suncorp. So that's where I expect to see, give give the um, ground a bit of a break. Do you think they will continue? And I mean, the answer's probably no, but like beyond uh, the pandemic and whatnot, that sounds like a fantastic idea anyway, to get the country venues a bit pumping, pump a bit of life into the oh, lesser known. Yeah, they, they do. There's a couple of teams that will definitely take games. So like Penrith go to Bathurst and Saints go to Mudgee and the Tigers go to uh, Tamworth. Um, but I think they're... And then, like, Manly take a game. Uh, South go to Sunshine Coast. Like, there's... Most clubs take one game to a regional centre now. But should it be mandated? Probably. But again, then you're asking clubs to forego a potential large amount of profit. I was about to say money. And that's why <clears throat> you have big stadiums anyway. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And also, you know, it it's a cost on the production. To yep, get, yep, to get yep, those yep. 17 cameras up to take a bunker up there. Yep. You know, all like all the equipment, all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of it can't just be like, right, we're going to Toowoomba <laughs> yeah. next week. There's a spare patch of field yeah, over and yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that. But but you're hundred percent right. I think I think it should be mandated, but the clubs would obviously have to get subsidized, which is yeah, yeah, part of it. Yeah. And I know I know um for example, like Manly, they have in Magic Ground they play the Broncos here in Brisbane, and that's a designated Manly home game. Previously to Magic Ground, I'm pretty sure they still do. They get subsidized for taking that game. Yeah, like Suncorp yeah. Stadium pays them and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah because there's... they'll still come out ahead as opposed to the opposite where yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to be taking a hit for this. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, nah, I think if done right, um, it should be mandated. But I, I reckon I would say, I don't know. Oh, like Canberra took a game to Wagga. So, like, you know, I think we're already at at least half of them probably take a game regionally. Like, But yep. I wouldn't expect the Broncos to. What, what do they benefit? They get 30000 to every game. Yeah, true. Anyway, you know what I mean? So, like, that's a lot of money the NRL would have to fork out for them to go to Toowoomba for the weekend. You know? Yeah. So, it's a bit of give and take. But, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, no, we'll put that in the candy bag as yeah. maybe an idea for the future, <laughs> but not necessarily yeah. something we can use. No, that's all right. Um. But the, speaking of bad uh, ideas, <laughs> what happened? Uh, what's well, your I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you because uh, it's time for some bandwagon batter. Yes. Uh, it's sad that I have to hand in my credentials for the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how the bandwagon works. You know, they start losing even by one point, Tim. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the worst refereeing decisions. Now, this game was highly, highly entertaining, but um, the Brisbane Lions go down uh, in a nail-biter. Against uh, the Western Bulldogs, so which is good to see. You know, as much as I do like the Lions, it's always good when it's an exciting game. Oh, I mean, you know, it was exciting and, yeah. and controversial. Yes. Um, so on the take nomination for the fourth quarter umpiring. Now, without wanting to sound too much like a bandwagon person, I would say that there was what about half a dozen just awful, awful decisions. Mm. Which happens in a game, okay, but when yeah. it comes down to one point, yeah. everyone starts looking back going, mm. wait a minute, you know? But I think you could pretty much split it down the middle as to 
there was a de- deliberate where a guy kicked the ball out of the air for the Bulldogs and then the Lions were given the free kick and you're like, how on earth? Like, I get mm. it. The rules changed where it's like, you've got to make a conscious effort to keep the ball in play. And this guy's obviously just kicked it, literally kicked it out of midair, knowing that it might go out, it might stay in. So there's there's yeah. that subtle change to the rules instead of just deliberately kicking it out to save And himself. like most sports, you know, that are fast moving. Mm. Um, yeah, it's tough to be a referee yeah. and be like, oh, wait, that's what the rule is. This is what's happened just mm. in front of my eyes and before the game moves yeah. on too far past it. Yeah. And yeah. Then there was another call where the the bloke in the headgear for the Bulldogs does a full 720 in a tackle. That's holding the ball straight up. Like literally 720. It's 360 is the Yikes. rule. If they turn around 360 after having prior opportunity, he he, and then an incorrect disposal, it just pops out. It doesn't handle. And then the Bulldogs score a goal on the back of that play. So yeah. like, you know, uh, to me, while the calls were terrible, it evened out. Like, it wasn't like all the bad calls went against the Lions. That's fair. There were some yeah. bad calls that did go against Lions. There were some bad calls that went against the Bulldogs. Yep. But the fact is, what if one of those went to the Lions or one of those went to the Bulldogs? That's then, exactly it. Then you'd, like, you know, if, if it wasn't even, if it was to one side. But it's Game of the Year nomination. Yep, easily. Easily the most entertaining game of AFL. And that's the thing about the Brisbane Lions. They play the way the game is supposed to be played. They get it. They get it. <laughs> they get it. Um, and it's entertaining to watch. And that's why they've brought the crowds back because it's none of this. Yes, they flood and yes, they do this, but it's just high octane attacking the ball, attacking at mm. pace, going for goal. None of this, you know, heavy switching and, and all that sort of stuff. It's just bang, 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 get bodies moving. And it's so great. And that's how AFL is supposed to be played. But... There is a worrying trend here with the Lions, and this is why they're the bad. Mm. This is the second time in three years that they have been ousted in back-to-back finals losses. And the other year, they made it to the prelim and lost at home. Again, that was a tight match from memory. Are the Brisbane Lions the Parramatta of the AFL? Are they the flat track bullies? It is getting very hard to deny because they do. Every time they face the top four side, they seem to fall short. But every time they beat a team below them, they look like premiership contenders. Yeah. And Um, this is the third year of that What do you do about that anyway? But like, same question for the Panthers as well. Like, you know. Yeah, what do you do? How? Yeah, clearly you know how to play the sport, but then... What happens at, at crunch time. time? Yeah, I mean, to Parramatta's credit, yes, they did beat Melbourne, but Melbourne did have people out, and they have beaten Melbourne twice this year. And the you know they caught them early when they were still figuring stuff out. But you know you you still beat them, you still beat them, and that's fine. And like you know, I'm not going to talk up Mitch Moses more than I ever need to. But the Lions, yeah, I I don't know. This is three consecutive years they've essentially been flat track bullies, um, and they just can't get over the. Over the line. And all those losses in the finals have been, like their elimination losses, have been close. Like even the one against the Giants. Yep. That, that was that yeah, was a like miracle they're, goal. They're turning up. Yeah, that yep. was a miracle goal at the end. Yeah, it's not as if they're getting pumped by 40. Yes. Uh, you know, but they just can't get over that hump for whatever reason. And now there's heavy, heavy rumors that their best player, Lockie Neal, has requested a trade back to Fremantle um, 
because his wife's pregnant and they want to raise a family. Yes, I saw that. But that everything's still an allegation. The Lions had to come out with a statement and said um, no formal trade quest has been made. However, they have. He has notified the club yeah. that they are looking at their. And we're not going to be like, no, you stay here and ignore your wife and new yeah. child. But again, uh, it's different in the AFL compared to the NRL because the AFL does have a trade period where they can leverage. The Lions gave away three top 20 picks to get Neil from Fremantle after he expressed a desire to leave. Yep. So you would have to think now that he's won a Brownlow medal and is like a superstar in the AFL that the Lions could potentially get get some heavy heavy, heavy picks back to, to sort of re-up and reload. But yeah, he's a huge loss. And that leads to the point of like, is this has their time as top tier premiership contenders closed potentially? Well, so far we've had the good, we've had the bad. Well, What's left is the ugly, Tim. I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna promise this is not gonna be a rant. <laughs> oh, no, Strapping everybody, yeah, because we've had we've had the rant. Um, I, there's just there's literally nothing more that can be said. So obviously the Tigers have to be the Olympic team of the week because they lost 38 nil to a team that's only won twice in the whole year. That's pretty damning. <laughs> so Fox Sports came up with a fantastic stat, and they always seem to do it against the Tigers and never seem to do it against any other team. <laughs> Here we go. This is the greatest margin by a, in the last round by a team coming last. So it's the greatest margin of victory mm. for a team coming last oh, in I their see, last I round see. of the season. So you think like... You know, Out of but, all the teams that come last, this has been the In the biggest... history of rugby league. Yikes. This That's has been their stat. biggest win in the last you round. You want to be on the other side. Yeah, of- but again, it's like, you know, you make stats however they're yeah, yeah, supposed to be. But uh, the Tigers made the Bulldogs look like a top eight side. That's how much they... Once that first try was scored, I knew from that moment it was done. Yep. The heads dropped. There was no talk. There was no nothing. It was just awful. So, you are like that with the Tigers, though. Quite often, I remember the one that you and uh, yeah. Angle Park went to, yeah. where it was very early on, and you were just like, "Well, there it goes." <laughs> well, this is going to be historic. Yep. But, <laughs> but the fact that like you can say that is awful because yeah. you know you yeah. give up one try in the first ten minutes, you think, "Ah, oh, no, nah, that's all right." Like it was just a bad read or something like that. As soon as they scored, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be fifty. Yep. Because they don't care. They don't care. The season's over. Let's go through, I've given a, a, a bit of a stat chat here. I love it. So the last three games in reverse order. So they lose 38-0 to the Bulldogs. Then they, then the week before they lost 30-16 to against the Panthers, which was fine. The Panthers, you know, Nathan Cleary back and they're still finding their spot. And they actually look good. And then, but they lost the 50-20 to to the Sharks when Madge was on the sideline blowing up and they were all carrying on like pork chops. These three games, they needed to win two out of three to make the finals. Now, they Bulldogs were last and the Sharks were, you know, on level pegging. Two out of those games are winnable. Yep. More than winnable. They lost those three games a combined 118 to 36. Uh, you know, yeah. Indefensible, when, really. Indefensible. Yeah. Indefensible. What else can I, I? I cannot say. I can't say anything else. That stat, and I just said we can make stats as damning as we want, and all that sort of stuff. That to me is the stat. Yeah. When you need to win two out of three games, 
And collectively, you're putting up 36 against the 118. 118. Mm. That's all that needs to be said. When yeah. the season's on the line, when your club hasn't made the finals in 10 years, it's just it's just terrible. And now it's all there's been some massive um, articles written, particularly in the Sydney Morning Herald, like Channel Nine, um, saying it was a two part expose essentially on like what's gone wrong wrong at the Tigers and all that sort of stuff and who who's to lay blame. Um, the club is performing an internal review at the moment into their football operations and the season and the culture and all that sort of stuff, which is which is essentially translated to Michael Maguire is going to be the scapegoat because it's easier to get rid of him because the people doing the review are the CEO and the football manager that are responsible for business relations and recruitment and retention of players. Yep, and they won't pick themselves as Absolutely the problem. Absolutely <laughs> not. So why, why aren't we getting an independent review to come in and say, you know what? It's actually the bloke that's decided to put orange tips in his hair. He doesn't actually know how to run a football club. Well, that would be why they're not freaking in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that would be reason number one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I get it. The CEO is held accountable by the board. But if if the if he goes and says to the board, oh, yeah, no, nah, 100% it's the coach. Like, yeah, the, it's this bloke. It's the players, blah, 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 you know, and they agree with it, then they get off scot-free. The yep. problem has always been, and this is another, Channel 9's taken a swipe with this big article, then Fox Sports has come out with another article. It's the recruitment and the retention of the players that have been signed under Pasco's leadership that have cost this club five years. Mm. And yes, people, you know, the Madge haters want to point out the fact that, you know, all but three or four of the players now have been signed by Madge. But... The reason they've been signed by match is because we've got so much money in these other guys, we can't actually go after a big fish. So the big one we tried to go after was Latrell Mitchell. We offered him way more money than any other club could even think to offer, and he still didn't come to the club. Yeah, yikes. Now, is that the coach's problem? No. Well, yeah, no. It's not. It's it's the guy that's in charge of recruiting these players. That's it. What's the coach going to do in that one? Be like, oh, triple it, triple the yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, and it's all cap management and things like that. Fox Sports then came out, and so that you know, Channel Nine and Sydney Morning Herald was like, they haven't landed a big fish, you know, because there's cultural problems at the club and no one trusts the board and and you know all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then Fox Sports come out with a completely different article to say, oh, they've got all this money, um, but you know they shouldn't be going after a big fish. They need like bits and pieces at lower prices to get them together for short-term success and then push forward. Well, which which side do you want? <laughs> yeah. Like that, the Fox Sports want, wants Blake Ferguson because he's a leader in the sheds. Captain Cruiser on the fucking roof is a leader in the sheds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> then Aaron Woods, they're talking like we should bring Aaron Woods back. He chose to leave. He was a club captain and couldn't wait to get out of the fucking club. And now you're telling us that we need to bring him back. He's done. Yeah. And then... And then Tyrone Peachy, who's a good utility player, but that's been our problem. We keep getting these utility players. No one knows where to fucking put them. And none of them, like, origin... That is the second part of Moneyball. It's like you put them where they're useful. Yeah. Not like, well, we don't know where we're going to use you. This guy always catches people out on third base. Let's put him in the outfield. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I just... What do you do? Like, Fox Sports is suggesting that we put you know, a sum of lesser parts together to make a better team. Payne Haas still hasn't signed a contract extension at the Broncos. I'd be throwing all the money at him. He's from New South Wales. I think he's from Minto or Newcastle, something somewhere like that. Get him back. 
Tarek Sims has been told to look at other clubs. He's a current... Both of those players are current origin players. We've got Stefano Uto Ikamanu, who's also been in the um, origin squad. There's, there's your platform there. I'd rather a Payne Haas and a Tarek Sims being paid by St. George over four or five different off-contract rubbish players any day of the week. Any yep. day of the week. Yep. Because you know exactly what you're going to get with these guys. And as we were just talking about, you get one good person, the chances of them lifting up the team and fucking Yeah, well, we've, we've seen it, yeah. yeah. And a guy like Payne Haas who could really lift that forward pack and actually get some momentum going. We've got Jackson Hastings and a, a, another center coming from um, Wigan. Uh, you know, there's, there's some strike power there. But again, another problem is we've got Dewey, our best player, you know, out with an ACL. Tommy Talao's just done an ACL. So, like, again... It's very hard, and it's not just it's. It's funny that one side of the you know media coverage is like, well, you know they can't land a big player, and they need to go after Payne Haas, and Madge is going to get sacked. And then the other side is, oh no, they need to get like a bunch of misfits together, who are well past their expiry date. So like, you're yeah. never going to win. So yeah. so if they sign Payne Haas, Fox that? Sports are going to be like, oh no, they should have gone more people. And then if they sign all these randos. Fox Wilson be like, oh, you know, they should go on Payne Haas. What was that movie about all the old movie stars, like the old actors that were in a movie? I think oh, it was called yeah. Space Cowboys. Oh, right. You know, you get all like Tommy Lee Jones and Clint yeah. Eastwood and whatnot, and they have to like destroy an asteroid, so they send miners up to get oil from the moon or something <laughs> oh. like that. But yeah. Don't tell me. I, I, I'm, not oh, yeah, spoilers, spoilers. I'm not a movie guy. I'm not a movie guy. But yeah, I don't know. I just... What we saw in Tales of Tiger Talk, that documentary, Madge is not the problem. Mm, mm. The players are the problem. Who's in charge of getting these players to the club? Adam Hardigan, Justin Pascoe. They need to go immediately. Bold claim, but, you know, can't deny it. No, um, uh, They'll be fine as well. I'm sure they'll get enormous payouts for being fired. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, don't feel sorry for them. Yeah. But I would love for these players, underperforming players, to be held accountable. And just be like, mate, you just get you just keep getting coaches sacked as a scapegoat when they're not the actual problem. You're the problem. Yep. But then it's the club's fault for signing these idiots on all this money in the first place I'd to love, underperform. I'd love to get to that CEO level where you can just turn up, fuck everything up, and then be like, Well, thanks, that's me done. Yeah. I'll take or, a large or, payment out and yeah, yeah. Or just move like, on to another club and Or yeah. do an internal review and blame the coach. Yep, yep, yep. And then it, all you need to do is pull the wool over the eyes of the board and they go, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, like, yeah, the players are disgruntled about his coaching style. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's him. And it's a big call for the, like, imagine being a member of the board and what, you got to go sneak around to other members and be like, I actually think it's this guy that's, you know. Oh, I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings, but like, yeah. how can they sit there and be like, oh, you know, Pasco is good for our club. He's they, a they fucking might just flog. like him as a, as a mate. And can't work up oh. the cojones to, you know. But, but, mate, it's doggy dog. Surely in yeah. those levels, it's like big dick, you know, like moves and stuff like that. So, I I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and uh, just a final so, shout out. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you to all who have uh, sent through their welfare checks over the last <laughs> two weeks. It's been a, um, it's been a tough month um, as a Tigers fan, but we are used to it. 
and uh, there's always next year. Speaking of people writing in, it might be a nice time while we're still on the sport to look oh, yeah. in the Sporting Woods mailbag. Oh, I've yeah, sure, sure. A very uh, spicy piece of mail. Thank you to everybody that sends through mail to sportingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. Easiest and most direct way to get in touch with us. Uh, but I've had uh, someone's written in as a response to something you and Luke were saying in a previous episode. Oh, here we go. This one is from uh, Mr. Swords. Oh, King uh, Arthur. Uh, B. Swords, yes. <laughs> B. Swords. Uh, after you guys... Look, maybe I'll just read it. I'll read it first and then we can give the backstory. Yeah. <clears throat> he writes... Lads, I think I've been stitched up. I've never claimed to be the number one fan of the, cro- of, of the cows, but I am probably the most optimistic Cowboys fan. But I won't back away from the challenge, though. Also would like to hear your thoughts and opinions on 28-year-old men changing NRL clubs, for example, from the Broncos to the Cowboys, especially the year before the title win. <laughs> Cheers, King Arthur. King Arthur, well, that takes us back to... Last episode, which was so. a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. um, where um, a challenge was laid down to I remember between uh, Juzzy T and- yes, exactly. as the ultimate um, Cowboys, Cowboys fan. Follower. So yeah. we haven't forgotten Swordsy, King Arthur Excalibur himself. Um, we will get that sorted. By the end of the year, we, we will know. Undeniable. I mean, I know yes. it's going to be Juzzy T, but... He's called himself out. He's shooting his shots. So we'll give him the opportunity. Don't well, he's literally that. writing to us saying he's never claimed to be the number one fans. So. Well, no, I think he's backtracked now that he's heard that he, yeah. you know, we're on. Once that, he's at the yeah, front up. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, well, no. Oh, oh. Put your reputation on the line, mate. Damn right. Off you go. Might have to downgrade him to Prince Arthur. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't Prince know how royalty works. Like, yeah, but, neither. Yeah. I was like, peasant Arthur, maybe? I don't know. Um, <laughs> just at, Arthur. Yeah, just Arthur. Yeah. As a... As a for your other question, um, I am a third generation Tigers supporter. No one's perfect, Tim. No one's perfect, but it's in my blood. Yep. Now, I get it. Cowboys have only been around since 95. The Broncos have only been around since 88. I get it. But if your blood runs deep with one team... Got that Charlie Sheen Tiger blood. You, yeah, I do. You stay with that team. Now, it's very American to follow certain players. Yep. So, like, you know, people follow LeBron, for example, or KD. So, they'll their allegiances change. But that's America. We we kind of follow more of the European style where, like... You follow the team. You follow better, the yeah. team. You follow the jersey. Jerry Seinfeld had that bit, I think, where he was talking about, like, oh, people that follow the team, you have a player that you love, and then he moves to another team, and you're like, well, now we hate you. Yeah. Like you're really cheering a shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's um, but yeah. like yeah. it's true. <laughs> We're following yeah. this team. So, so then I also have to question like is, is was it a bandwagon style jump from the Broncos to the Cowboys? But at the same time, mm. the Broncos were good in 2013, 14, 15 when Uncle Wayne came back. So I don't understand that. Were they born in North Queensland? Had the but still supported the Broncos and then decided they wanted to follow their roots. I need a bit more information there, but as a general rule, you pick with you pick a team, and you stay with that team. Yep, thick and thin, ride or die. Because otherwise, yeah, what are you doing? You, you, you're a me. You're yeah. changing on just whoever's a winning. Bit, bit of bandwagon, but uh. yeah. Um, and, and then you, to me, you lose all credibility. Yeah, like we have this guy that we know that we're not particularly friends with. 
Shout who, out to Luke. Who, shout out to Luke, who publicly <laughs> came out on social media and declared to his, you know, fa- Facebook friends and all that sort of stuff oh, that I he know, was yeah. changing allegiances to <laughs> yep. another team. Yep. And then six weeks later, had another public <laughs> outing and declared that he's changing back. I do remember that, and you definitely that offended you on a deeply personal level. That to me, it's like that World person, War II being like, yeah. hello, allies. I just yeah. wanted to say uh, the <laughs> Axis is looking real good at the moment, so I will be officially switching <laughs> teams. Out. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, wait, we're losing. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, nah, um, um, I'm back on. <laughs> yeah. Let's Let me go. Help you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go team. That, that person, that, or that, sorry, that type of person has no credibility talking about specific teams. They can yeah. talk about yeah. the game and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But if you want to come and talk to me about, that team, no. Yep. You got, you're done, mate. You have lost all credibility. Fair weather fans. <laughs> 100%. And the Broncos are have a fair few of those. Um, but And that's how our fans of Sporting Woods podcast should be as well. If oh, you can't totally. sit through the shitty episodes, you don't deserve the bangers. <laughs> that's right. That, that's right. You don't deserve 151. Yeah. That, that's what we're saying. But yes, thank you, uh, King Arthur. And if anyone has any other... Uh, feedback or questions they want to pose to us as discussion topics. Oh yeah. Michael, please. where can they send that info to? Very easy to remember. It's sportingwoodspodcast or one word at gmail.com. Sportingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. Excellent. And we will remember to check it and if you send <laughs> things through, it's likely we'll read it on the air as well. That's right. That's right. Now now let's get into some gear. Yes. We, we've done a bit of serious stuff. Let's let's get into some gear. We've got, I mean, we've got multiple nominations for multiple Sweezy categories in this episode. And I think because it's also like, you know, two weeks since we've done it. So, you know, multiple. Yeah. Have you got like, this is, this is a bit of an on-air meeting, but have you got stats for previous weeks or we just didn't no, have No, no, no. It's all, yep. It's episode to episode. It's yep, not. That's fine. It's not, that's fine. Yep. It's not, um, we're not doing two Sweezies because we missed a week. It's between episodes. Yep. But we will, there will be an explanation there because it does impact. We got some sweezies from the previous week, not the week that's just happened. So that's fine. We'll get to. We'll get there. It is time for the Novak Djokovic flog of the week, but we've got three nominations. <laughs> so, I love it. So the first, the first one, they're a pair: Kane Evans and Matt Lodge. Dead set, lost their marbles in the game against the Gold Coast Titans and just started swinging. Like, like yeah. actual, like. Kane Evans came in with like a jump, like Roman Reigns with his fucking jump punch and just started swinging and like full blown. And then they both get Simbin. So the Warriors were down to 10 players at one point, I think. So three guys in the Simbin. It's an odd decision. I mean, yes, it's the last game of the year. Yes, they've had a lot go on this year. You know, Matt Lodge's, you know, moved from the Broncos to the Warriors and all that sort of stuff. But then Matt Lodge, after he gets Simbin, they're all giving him crap. Then gives the finger to the fans in the in the stadium. Classy. Yep, and gets fined five thousand dollars. I think he's going to get two or three weeks as well. Kane Evans had multiple issues. I think there was an elbow to the head of, of a player there as well. Um, I think he's up for seven weeks uh, for all his incidences uh, in um, the round. He's also had um, multiple run-ins this year already with foul play and head highs and things like that. Um, how he how he still has a contract is beyond me, because he's just an absolute flog, just straight up flog. 
Yep. And doesn't deserve to be contracted by an NRL team when they've got so many guys who are better, more disciplined, you know, better teammates, all that sort of stuff. Like, this guy is just an absolute flog. That's true. When you've got a big, strong lineup of people behind you, yeah. it's like, well, hang on. Why, why are you we... carrying on like this? Yeah. I get it. You're trying to be an enforcer, but that doesn't mean you have to come running in from 10 meters and fucking jump punch someone. We had, uh, at, at my work, at my uh, professional work, uh, we had a spot open up and we had eight hundred applicants yep. to it yeah and you better believe for the weeks after that i was a very good boy yeah yeah it's like i did not realize there were that many people behind me you know what i've got no complaints about yeah, anything yeah exactly because <laughs> it's yeah and so it, rugby yeah, yeah you've got literally like a pipeline of like yeah. younger stronger players coming up and you want to act like an absolute fool and you're you're an you're a fringe player at best mm. and you know these sorts of decisions cost people careers all the time but so he's, look, I'm he's still flipping off to, people at yeah, work, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's fine. <laughs> um, now, this is one of the all-time great nominations, and potentially for me, this could be the winner of Flog of the Year. I've not heard about this yet. I'm very excited. This like, is so I funny. A little byline on the yeah. uh, run sheet here. This but- is hilarious. So, former Geelong great Jimmy Bartell, um, his partner Nadia, they've separated for two years, but she still keeps uh, her married name. Um, she has been in trouble. She got in trouble, um, because she live streamed on her Instagram, her business pages, Instagram live, live streamed her snorting cocaine. Now, what, what is her business? Like, I mean, she's got a spray tan business and some other business, but she's a, well, how big a scandal is this really? Well, no, because she's one of Australia's top Instagram influencers. She's got over a million uh, people behind her and like a Victoria AFL socialite. You know, she's a certified wag. Yeah. She was nothing before. Well, X-wag, it's sounding like. Yeah, also, I'm but, learning about but, all of this right yeah, now. So she, you know, she has taken full advantage of like the separation and all that sort of stuff. And like, uh, yes, I'm sounding a bit harsh and I get it. Everyone does their own personal thing, but no one can tell but me not that. footy players. Too. No one can tell me that this person would have made it without their sure, last name as sure, Bartel. Sure, sure, sure. No, you, no one will be able to convince me otherwise. But no is one's getting s- angry at him, surely, for his no, ex-wife. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 absolutely not. I'm just saying that, like, she's profiting off yeah. being his ex-wife is essentially what's happening here. But sometimes with, like, uh, if you're trying to be a socialite, you yes. know, sometimes that's intentional. You go, yes. whoops, whoops, did I release, you know, a oh, sex tape or has, yeah, you know, my no, dong hung no. out? Oh, whoops. No, and no. now I'm in all the papers and people are talking yeah. about me. Yes. People like Wilkins are learning yeah. my name. There's definitely those people out there. Yeah. She's not, she's got a bit more business like, and things like, like that. Do you think this was an accident? Yes. Oh, right. So yes. somebody else's live stream. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. okay. I, I believe okay. this I to be, an, I believe this to be an accident because they're in lockdown. There, there was four people in the video. They shouldn't be at the same house. And you know, like those videos that are like quite grainy and they're like snorting sure, a sure. white powder and you're like, ah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's sure. I mean, like 90% yes, but like, it's hard to tell what's actually happening sure. there. This is full blown. Like the camera is this far away from the bowl that they're all snorting cocaine off. Yep. There is well, no question who's filming, what was happening. Who's filming that sort of stuff? What a what, dickhead. What, first of yeah. all, why are they filming that? Who, yep. And who are they showing? Oh, yeah, we're breaking lockout rules and doing cocaine at yeah, home. Yeah. Oh, we're having a fucking wild time. Yep. Look at us being Girls heroes. Weekend, hip hooray. Yeah. And like, then also, why do cocaine on like a Tuesday night? Mm. Well, 
I just I just yeah. don't understand the whole thing. And then they even got so they got fined five thousand dollars each True. for breaching COVID well, rules. The government and the, yeah. and the drug are now you know they're under um, investigation for for you of know course. How can drug you not be? drug offences and things like that. Um, and to the point where the Victorian Health Minister came out in one of the daily press conferences and had to slam them. So she's lost a couple of um, sponsors and things like that because, yep. you know, she does a lot of the well-being and natural and all that sort of gear and stuff like that. Um, I don't know her stance in particular Filming on... your own crimes, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I also want to point out that I don't know her complete stance on vaccination, mm-hmm. um, but she does attract the... That the demographic, anti- yeah. Yeah, that particular demographic why don't you try eucalyptus oil instead yeah and, yeah know. um and she's just decided to put cocaine in her body um so if she's anti-vaccination she's the world's biggest hypocrite because <laughs> is she gonna tell me exactly the contents of what was in that cocaine and what yeah. was it laced with oh maybe she's grown it herself you know yeah. pure organic yeah, yeah. <laughs> cocaine but yeah just <laughs> just the fact that it made national headlines just goes to show how out of whack we are that, that these people are influencing, for use of a better phrase, yep. voices and opinions in this country. And, I mean, footy players absolutely get slammed, you know? Yeah. Uh, if they were doing something like that, you're 100%. talking suspensions and all of yeah, that yeah, sort of stuff yeah. as well, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I hate the whole, first of all, I hate the term wag, but I also understand that there is a subculture of this, where and you know what, mate? I'll go a step further. It's un-Australian, you know? You don't dob in your mates. <laughs> like well, she dobbed in herself. Well, oh, someone else it is was, filming was, or whatnot. Yeah, but, but you know but what like, I mean? It was uh, just unbelievable. But she was as if she didn't consent for that to be... Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And do you think that's the first time she's done that? I haven't seen the footage, but I would, I would say, venture to guess I no. I would say absolutely not. I would say she would be a hardened veteran yeah. at all of that yeah. gear. Yeah, it'd be different if they're filming... And they're going, nah, come on, come on, uh, fucking Nadia, get into it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. She's, no. Anyway, enough said on that. All right, let's go into the welfare checks now. <laughs> it's un- this one is unbelievable. And this is like, <laughs> this person genuinely needs a welfare check. Uh, Bulldogs, form- well, I think former Bulldogs player now, Lachlan Lewis, uh, is in hot water for trying to sell a club owned Bluetooth, like, what do you call those ones? Like, oh, like a sound bar. Sound bar speaker on eBay using an alias. So, now- look, sometimes <laughs> you guys write these on the run sheet and sometimes I think, surely this is just a gag one. Nope. nope. But, so, so what? He's, like, taken one from the club. Yep. And not only just sold it like, oh, I'm selling it. I didn't know this was something wrong. Gone to the trouble of making up a fake account to sell it on. Yeah. So that there was no, you know... Is he not on enough money? He just needs the extra, what I'm what guessing is like 80 bucks. Oh, no. I think it was like one of those... It was a stone oh, like, like, like professional okay, one. Okay, like, okay. I would assume it's over $1,000. Still, man. Yikes. So he's alleged to be on about $400,000 a year. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's that extra 1000 So, So why do you think he needs an extra 1000 Michael? There's two options. He's partying with uh, Nadita, yep. Nadia Bartel. Yep. And yeah. what's the other one? Uh, he's lost it all already. Yep. Yep. Gambling. So, yep. there are yep. your two yep. options. Yikes. He is heavily on the gear. Yikes. Yeah. Or he is in crippling gambling debt. 
Yep. Because um, how desperate do you have to be when you're on four hundred plus thousand dollars a year, and you need to swipe a cheeky thousand dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How desperate do you have to be? Yeah, it's not a it's it's not a good look, and especially yes when you In start fact, asking it's one like, of the well, worst where looks. does that money go? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a lot of money to not have. Yes. Maybe he's bought a lot of property. Yeah, so he has yeah, the money, money, but he yeah. doesn't have yeah. access to it. Oh, look, of course. And, and of course, everything we say is an allegation in regards to Lachlan Lewis. As for Nadia Bartel, that there's I mean, 100% video. fact. Yeah. That's yeah. fact. Yeah. That, that's not an allegation. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, remember WWE referee Earl Hebner, who would have yes. been a Hall of Famer, but he got dropped from the company because he was selling merch. Bootleg merch. Yeah. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, was it worth it? Yeah. You know? yeah. Why, why, why were you doing that? And he's like, well, you know, like, you know, I wasn't getting my fair share. So I was like, yeah, for bootleg merch out of a fucking yeah. boot. And it'd be one thing if he was getting like an employee discount and then on selling it for full yeah. price or something. No, no just, it was just I'm just going to take this and yeah. then pure profit, baby. Yeah. Unreal. So same with this, like who, I don't know. Even just the taking of the Bluetooth speaker, Is even enough. if it was for himself. Even you know? if he just, yeah. And just sold it. Yep. Oh, Not on nice, eBay. That's a nice speaker. I'm going to have that for my house. Yeah. You know? It's like, well, what are you doing? You can't spring for a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, my for me, there's only two options. Gear or yep. crippling gambling debt. Yep. yep. So, yep. Yep. for that reason, if you know Lachlan Lewis, <laughs> please reach out, yep. phone him, ask if he's okay because he needs some genuine help. Um, and I'll, before we get the American correspondent in, I want to give a shout out to the English cricket ground security teams uh, because they need a welfare check because everyone's favorite uh, ground invader, Jarvo, keeps getting on the fucking field in the test matches between England and thing. He wears an Indian jersey like in full-blown whites and kit with Jarvo 69 on the back. He's made it on the field to the point of like getting like close to, if not on the pitch, by just casually walking out. Like, this guy's a tall dude. He'd be like 6'3", you know, over 100 kilos. It's not as if he's like Swifty McGee, like just beelining it for things. Probably just casually walking out and no one's like taking notice. Like, how the fuck does this guy get on for four consecutive tests? Like, surely he is security enemy number one. And he keeps getting I out would, on the fucking field. I there mean, is a certain, it was hilarious, but the yeah. last one he like pushed Johnny Bairstow. Um, oh, it's obviously know, it's a huge security flaw. You know, like yeah, yeah. he's how just are you walking out. However, there is a certain sort of charm to it. Like, yes. oh, good on you, mate. Oh, foiled him again. Yeah. Oh, totally, you know? totally. But like, yeah, you can't just let strangers onto the pitch who mm. you know might be carrying a fucking switchblade or, or something. Just literally you know? anything. Well, you just can't. You you stop the sentence that you just can't let anyone get on the pitch. Yeah, no, obviously. in the middle of play. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. middle of play. Yep. Especially if you're a fan, like what happens if yeah he gets in the way of a ball and then you lose by a couple of runs and stuff, you know? But again, you, I think we're we're overthinking it. How the fuck is this guy getting in four consecutive tests? He's mm. traveling with the team. You watch and getting on. You watch for the next one. This is my bold prediction. Well, see, I don't think there is a next one. I think this is the last test of the series. Oh, I just but mean, like mean next, next year. Oh yeah, next. You game. watch him sign up to the security firm that looks after the. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just takes off his security yeah, shirt, and then- walks on. <laughs> you know, that's where that's going. I reckon. That's his ne- yeah. Next yeah. summer, that's what he's he's going to be. Just the hoping to thing. show up to a job like a cricket job, and then eventually just like 
hitting Walk up HR, it. being like, I haven't been getting my paycheck yeah. for the past couple. Here's the footage of me playing. Like, and you know. here's my employee number. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just, it's, it's so bold. How and in- what, who does that anyway? Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. That? Like, I just don't understand how you get that far down that path. But anyway, welfare check um, the English cricket security. Yes. So that sounds like it's time for me to get the American correspondent on the yes. line. You foreshadowed a bit before. Let me dial the number in. seen that clip american correspondent not that one specifically jack black singing the national anthem at a sparks game no Uh, it is intense and i highly highly recommend it just him just a microphone and i think it was um quite like a month or two after fergie sang the national anthem. oh it's just about to say have you seen fergie oh my god and the players were laughing at her during this during her singing jack black just comes up does it straight down the line nothing fancy but now strong yeah and everyone's just like what he's in like a t-shirt he's just like picked out from the crowd yeah i can do it bang um but how are you american correspondent I'm, i'm very well there is a there is a hell of a lot to get to but the number one story is that college football in the NFL is back. So the college started last weekend and we saw some images of um, Virginia Tech Stadium. About 70-odd thousand people just all decked Yikes. out in orange, yep. just jumping up and down, moving the stadium. Uh, while we're still here in Australia doing absolute rubbish things and no one can go outside and things like that. So this time last year, we were the envy of... The world. This is true. Yeah, look at all of us. And now we're. Well, that's just being and not to get into our political side oh, podcast. Pe- penis, penis, penis. Um, but it's all vaccination rates and whatnot, isn't it? Oh, uh, look, uh, part like, of it, but they, also, they, or, yeah. or at least that's the story that yeah. they're going with. Now we can get back to this because yeah. of the vaccinations. Yeah, 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 and also, you know, like it's America; they were never going to be shut down for. No, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Um, Some of you may die. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Um. In the professional league, so like we're seeing it in the NFL now, they've they've got a very very strict vaccination policy where they're encouraging everyone to get vaccine uh, vaccinated. But mm. if you don't get vaccinated, you need to be tested for COVID every day. Um, you have to remain in your hotel and things like that. You can't socialize with other teams and all that sort of stuff. Which is not you have further quarantine reasonable, really. If yeah. you're that dead set against the vaccination, it's like, well, we still have to guarantee yeah, you're that not we get a fuck season. everything up yeah, for exactly. the entire sport. But because again, it's America, yeah, you know, or well, you can't tell me what to do, blah blah blah, this and that. Uh, how how many roids have you taken? Happy to put that into your body. Happy to put a <laughs> yeah. vaccination. Yeah, we're not going to be testing for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, come on. Um, so, but the vaccinated people do have certain freedoms where they can go out, and if there's a, you know, if the team does get shut down, they they only have to be. Or if they test positive, they have to be in quarantine for five days as opposed to like a week and all that sort of stuff. So there are some very, very relaxed restrictions. Yeah, um, two weeks is a long that. time in sport, yeah. you know, to be sat out. Yeah, for- but I think, again, in America, it's not two weeks for the unvaccinated. Oh, right. I think it's like a week or something like that. But it's it's longer than if you are vaccinated and things like that. So I think yep. there's only two teams so far that are 100% vaccinated. 
um, Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champions. So that obviously makes sense because they don't want to fuck it up. They're all going for two in a row. And the Atlanta Falcons. So um, that's good to see. But yeah, um, there was even talk that in the last set of cuts before the teams got cut down to 53, that some decisions for 50-50 players got made on whether or not they were vaccinated. Wow. Yeah, I mean, again... I guess makes sense. Yeah. And people are saying that that's discrimination, but at the same time, they've got a job to do and win football games. Yep. And if they're going to be put at a greater risk to lose more players that aren't vaccinated, then yeah, that yeah, makes exactly. sense. So like, yeah, whether that, that to me isn't well, discrimination. They're, they're fighting for their job. Yes. At the same time. So you're going to wreck the team. If it was just something that would only affect them, like yeah. they like to go skydiving on yeah. the weekends. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, fuck, you know, we don't approve of it as a team because you might die, right. but yeah, it, you, you're not going to bring down the team. team. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, you've got the potential to take out the whole team. And they've essentially said, if you can't field a team because of COVID, you forfeit the game. Yeah. Tough titties. Yeah. It's n- none of this rescheduling or anything like that. It's just straight up forfeit. So um, that's going to be an interesting thing. NBA is going to do it. I think the hockey is doing it. Baseball, you know, has been going. Um, they've been hit and they go back and forth and it's a bit cyclical there. But Again, um, this might be controversial, but I do think sports like your baseballs and crickets where everyone's standing two metres apart. For the most part. Outdoors. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely that's less of a yeah. whatever. Whereas football, you're like... Oh, Personal yeah, you're running into people, your teams time. all the time. Let's yeah. get into a huddle and yeah. talk about it every, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it is different. You're right, but... Um. Yeah, it's very interesting to see like them take that sort of stance in the big professional leagues. I'm excited to roll on what I know is maybe your favorite story of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this is like to me. This is Caulfield Grammar not naming their pool Mac Horton because they've got international relations with. The I can't Chinese wait for government. the movie to be made out of this. Oh, this story, is a hundred percent going to be a movie. Should we be writing this? <laughs> They're on the take of the year of the decade of all time. Nomination. Wow. wow. Big call. This is awful. So Bishop Sycamore High School, right? They are what they call, it's a satellite high school where essentially it's all online and they oh, yeah. essentially get together. And th- there's a lot of these schools. These exist in America where it's literally a sports school. So they do all the right. classes online and they spend the majority of their day being like a professional football team yes. and all that sort of stuff. Let's not give any student less than 70% no matter what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they exist. Um, now, this, the problem is this school doesn't really exist. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they played... Um, so you could be a student on paper, but there's no you're not turning up to classes every day because well, it's online. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shades of grey, and I don't know what the full story... Could be paying someone else to... Go do your assignments yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, all that sort yeah. of gear. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that happening. But essentially, this school doesn't exist. And the coach who's made this all happen has swindled uh, his way onto forming a football team under a high school name and getting them on a nationally televised game against IMG Academy, a school that does exactly what Bishop Sycamore claims to do. They're mm. like a satellite school. They rec- This high school recruits... Like the whole East Coast, they're in Florida, recruits the whole East Coast because their hit rate into Division One programs in both football and basketball are so high that essentially, if you go to this school, you're you're, go- you're in, you're, yeah. you're going to get a scholarship to a top tier school. So you yep. know it's very yep. competitive, and they've got a professional style mindset where they actually, you know, have shortened classes and online classes, and they can go through and 
train and work during the day. And yep. they're always yep. nationally ranked in their high school thing. They got on national television against... They're, they're, they're a football club that also teaches maths. Or well, essentially, you know? but yeah. they're, they're legit. That's their priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're legit. Um, and they got crushed 58 to nil oh, shit. to the point where the backups were in, in the second quarter for IMG. The disparity between the teams was so massive. Now, the coach had claimed to the ESPN callers that multiple players on the Bishop Sycamore team had scholarship offers for Division One. that, you know, they had this really good resume, all this sort of stuff. They've got top-tier talent. You know, they have a, re- a star system recruiting, so like one sure. to five. You know, multiple three- and four-star recruits because there's only like 55-star recruits. So if you don't, they couldn't like fake that because... ESPN, there's like five or six national companies that target recruiting, high school recruiting. That's all they do. And look at these players and assess these players. ESPN had no players on that Bishop Sycamore team in their database, in their recruiting database. database. They had none of the players in their database, despite being told by the coach that they had multiple players with Division I offers. So, hold on. Dump dump it down for me another level or two. So the coaches said, hey, we've got some, as is pitched to get on national television, say, we've got 10 players that are on Division One scholarships. Yep. We're a chance to beat this team. You know, we're, we're moving forward. We've got this new program, all this sort of stuff. And he's been like, oh, yeah, sure. Did no fact-checking. <laughs> then get right. on the field. Yes. They're down 40 after 10 minutes. And it's like, okay. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so all these players that we that they claim have to have, got, yeah. we can't find any in their, our database. Um, there was claims that... Um, you know, they were all junior college dropouts. So like, you know, community college dropouts claims that a 26 year old player tore his ACL on the field. <laughs> ESPN, his number was like number 54. ESPN didn't even have him listed as a player. Yikes. So when he went down, you know, and they're like, oh, oh you know, and Tim Stanton there with his ankle injury, number 17. They're like, we actually don't know who this player is. <laughs> then it's come out. Yeah, that is, that's, Shambles, isn't it? Like, I know it's yeah. high school football, but like, the, well, it, this guy's just, just this completely is the bare s- minimum of he's yeah. completely swindled ESPN, Disney to get a Nike, bunch, a Google, Google <laughs> a bunch of 19 to 26 year olds, yep, to 26. fake a high school game. Mm. Now, he also has been sacked as coach, so I don't understand what's happening there. He's got a warrant for an arrest out on fraud charges. Oh, true. So, this guy's lying to everyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah just. Obviously like, like going through unbelie- his life being yeah. like, yeah, give me this homeland. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got millions. Don't check yeah, up exactly. on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just targeting the goodwill of ESPN. Mm, mm. I mean, onions for a start, but it's just absolutely wild that in 2021, you can just walk up to someone and be like, oh, yeah, put us on TV. We've got 10 guys in, with Division One offers and you know, yep. we're, we're making yep. a real run at it this year and blah, 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 and this and that. We've... Got this. And That's then true. You get in on the, the field. 80s, maybe you don't have the paperwork. You can't yeah. check it. Whatever. Let's yeah. just do it. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's like, like what? Literally, type one name that yeah. he said to you into your own recruiting <laughs> database. <laughs> yep. And see what comes out. Yep. And then the the tone of the commentators throughout the game was from the start. They're like, "Oh, we're really looking forward. You know, a bit of an unknown, but you know, they're they're highly touted and blah blah blah." And IMG just like walk through them. And yep. it's like, oh, touchdown. It's like, oh, you know, they're a bit soft there. Maybe a miscommunication. <laughs> then by the end of it, they're like, we have been swindled. This, yep. Like, they didn't say that, but it's like, they, this is... sold a lemon. Yeah, this is an absolute joke, and we're made to be fools. Yikes. Unbelievable. 
All right, yeah, and you think there'll be any repercussions for no, ESPN on no, their end? For no, no, no research, no nothing. Oh, yep. maybe someone at the bottom end might lose their job, but like yeah. they're they're not going to want to be more embarrassed than they already are. Yeah, that's true. Why not just brush past it? Yeah, one of the all-time great stories. And finally, um, it's a little bit of on the take as well. It's an on Love the it. take update. Um, Patrick Cantlay, he wins the final two tournaments in the um, FedEx Cup to become the FedEx champion. So he wins the season tournament. Um, so what happens? You have all the qualifying and then it gets broken down the top 100, then play, then that gets cut to top 50. And then the final round, the final um, tournament gets cut to the top 30 and the top 30 get handicapped. So um, the person coming first in the standings gets, you know, starts at minus 10 and the person that's 30th is at even. So they start 10 shots ahead the person coming so even. So it's like opposite to the Formula One where if you're winning, it's like his advantages. Oh, no, no. If you're winning, you still get all the advantage. Oh, right. Yeah, no, you right, get right, you right. get 10 shot head start, essentially. Oh, right. I thought yeah, you meant the, other way the opposite. Yeah, yeah. No. The My key bad. to golf is to lower your score. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, Patrick Cantlay uh, came up in the clutch in the um, penultimate tournament, hit six putts where if he didn't make them, he lost. Love it. Six. In an uh, seven-hole seven playoff against Bryson DeChambeau to win, to be the number one seed. Then wins the final tournament by one shot to John Rahm. Now, I don't know if you remember, this is a bit of an on-the-take uh, from earlier in the year. John Rahm was leading the Memorial Tournament, heading into the final round by six shots. And on the 18th green, tour officials came out and notified him that he had tested positive for COVID. That's right. This was like last year or something, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. earlier this year. Oh, earlier this go. year. The tournament prize money was like $1.78 million. Actually, didn't they, they... They did something dumb in relation to that. Like they, they stopped they, it or something? Or they let the tournament... They, that was it. They found out that he was positive halfway through and the round. Like, You're and out. they let him kept playing. Oh, that... Yes. To the yes. point where he was up by six shots, which is almost an unassailable lead heading, in, heading into the final round, and then cut him. If he wins that tournament, his seed in the final final match moves up. He yep. only lost by one shot. That positive COVID test has cost him in excess of $11 million. Fuck. Because the winner of the FedEx Cup gets $15 million US. Yep. Second place, which is where he got $5 million. So not only the $1.7 from and you'd the Memorial Tournament as well. <laughs> to $10 million here... That one shot, that one decision. Yep. Unbelievable. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. It's cost him $11 million. It's a lot of work to get back to that spot. It's not like, oh, yeah, next yeah. week I'll try again and get well, that Well, yeah, I mean, he was you know? always up the top. But again, when you handicap the final round, mm. and he could have been first. He would have been first. Instead, he was like third or fourth. So he was two or three shots behind Cantlay. Yep. He wins. He wins. Yeah, it's costing. Not be filthy about exactly. Jeez, eleven plus million dollars. Yeah, he's cost himself or has been costed against him um, because of COVID. Now, isn't that isn't that on the fucking take? Yeah. After you know, you know, just uncharted waters at the time. mm. Like, what do we do in this situation? But that was pretty much a wrong call, really. Well, I mean, like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? It's um. Yeah, I mean, imagine losing a mel- eleven million. Yep, 
Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, we do have a special guest. I want to bring them in. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. That's the wrestling correspondence music. Here we go. Wrestling correspondency. <laughs> Hello, Timmy. Hello, Michael. How are you? <laughs> Wrestling correspondent, major, major news out of the first big pay-per-view post-CM Punk on AEW. Yeah, AEW all out. Uh, I watched it. I paid the money. I bought a pay-per-view for the I first time like, in my life. Yeah, The Aura. I, I bought it. I believe how much they've hyped me up for this and how good it was. Mm. Like, you know, if I do watch something, I'll normally fast forward through most of it. Yeah. yeah and uh, just get to the end bits or, I want to see The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one, I watched all the way through. It was just good match after good match and, like, attention-holding matches mm. as well. Yep. Yeah, mate. It was um, critically acclaimed. Yep, I would do it. And, again, just at the perfect time as well. They know, okay, everybody's going to be having our eyes on this. Mm. Let's try and give 11 out of 10. Yep. And they did. 100%. Uh, you know? Sell-out crowd. And uh, what I liked most is they weren't trying to, like... Uh, subvert expectations like oh you think this is going to happen well let's have this happen it was like we're going to promise you a good thing and there we it delivered. is yeah. yeah none of this wcw rubbish yep 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 where it's like oh this person's announced and then surprise it's someone else and haha you thought this and well anything yeah. can happen it was just a good solid wrestling show we're gonna play one v2 yep and they're gonna have a great match <laughs> and then we're gonna have one v2 again and we're going to have a great match. Yep. And that's what they did. Um, so real quickly, because I know we're on a bit of a pitch count, but uh, CM Punk's first match back against uh, Darby Allen, it was good. Uh, it was great. And not only that, um, they not stole, but almost paid homage uh, to a Bret Hart match. There's Bret Hart versus the 1-2-3 kid. Mm-hmm. And Bret Hart famously... Uh, made the one, two, three kid look like a million dollars. Right. Uh, put him over the, this little skinny kid going up against oh, the yeah, Bret yeah. Hart yep. or whatever and just pulled a solid match out. And that's um, a huge part of wrestling. Like acting, it's building the other person up. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like MMA where you're having an actual fight. It's yeah. like, no, fucking uh, beat I'm, him. I'm in for me. Yeah. yeah. This is... So, yeah, Bret Hart could make uh, have a wrestle with a broomstick and make the broomstick look, look like good. a viable threat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that was great. And so literally, like, sequences from that match, they oh, redid, right. like, oh, to that nice. level. Yeah. Um, but, yes, if you're CM Punk and you want to, you know, emulate someone, yeah, copy well, the Bret best Hunt. there was, the best there ever will be, you know. Um, but he has yeah. been compared to him previously. It's, totally, totally. It's not totally. as if this is new. Um, and it's because of the for lack of a better word, realism. Mm. You no, know, Shawn Michaels will bounce around and yeah, like, well, it looks on. devastating yeah. or whatnot. Bret Hart sort of like went out of his way to make it look like, yeah. oh, if this really happened to me, yeah. this is, this is how know, I would act. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that also seems to be the flavor. AEW has gone for like, well, let's, you know, try to make this a half halfway believable. Like we all know it's predetermined and yeah. whatnot, but let's not, you know. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so that was excellent to watch. Uh, and then the last match as well, Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Uh, Christian, out of nowhere, has become like my favorite yeah, wrestler. Christian's always been good, but yeah, just, that's just it. put into a pigeonhole in WWE. Uh, and again, which is why I think he's succeeding so well here, because it's 
good, solid yeah. work. Didn't he do the same at like TNA? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. It. I mean, he like, was like yeah, their superstar really signing, it, but, but like he yep. was this, he was their number one solo guy. And as silly as it sounds, like to talk about it like a real sport, but it's good footwork. The dude's got good footwork, oh. and that clearly makes a world of difference. Um, he is because I know he talks about it a lot as well, and I'm just regurgitating that. But if it looks like you've got a solid foundation, because some people, like, you know, they got their they feet right next to yeah. each other taking hits. It's like, well, if that was a real hit, you would have fallen yeah, over backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you've got good footwork, informs everything else. And, yeah, superstar <clears throat> match. And then at the end, they had a huge debut from... Debut. A debut from... Debit. Yeah, a debit from Adam Cole, mm-hmm. who, you know, slipped through the fingers of NXT... Which is all full of Unbelievably. They got Vince McMahon in charge yeah. of um, NXT now instead of Triple H because they went Triple H. How have you let AEW overtake us? It was meant to be him versus NXT, yeah. but now it's AEW versus the WWE. WWE. And they've got a, like, a dream roster at the moment. Mm. Two months ago. Um, oh, sorry. Adam Cole turns up. Uh, looks like he's going to be a hero and save Christian and the uh, Jungle Express uh, from being beat up. And then he swerves them, uh, you know, because outside of the kayfabe wrestling story, um, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Cole, friends, wrestled together for ages, but they go, oh, okay, he's going to be a good guy here, here he comes, everyone's hero. And then they go, well, no, I'm good friends with Kenny Omega, fuck these guys, yeah, what do you think, yeah, screw everybody. And then Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Bryan Danielson, original name. Uh, comes in to save the day, super mega baby face, yep. uh, uh, CM Punk level get, you know, yep. would have been a WWE lifer. Yep, so, 100%. Yeah, two months ago, if you're like, oh yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan, who's made all the money perfectly happy, had a dream yep. WWE yep. run. Multiple times. It's going to jump ship and also CM Punk's wrestling earlier in the thing and won't even be the biggest match on the card. Uh, yeah, it's you crazy. Know, crazy times. But yeah, dream roster and... They're going to do very well with like the main demographic of wrestling watchers because the WWE, as they always have done, uh, like that mid nineties, they're after kids. Yeah. The game plan is you get kids, they buy all the merchandise, yeah. the parents uh, buy all the things, and they watch it because their kids it's are watching it. it. That's who we're going for, and they've made that very obvious. The sponsors of the WWE, yeah, want to keep it PG yeah. again because they can advertise it, they can sell toys Put it in prime time. Exactly. <clears throat> Um, but AEW's gone. Well, we're going to do professional wrestling. wrestling. Yes, and that not sports right. entertainment. That is a subtle difference. So it's but bringing a lot of people like me, where it's like, oh, hold on, fuck, mm. I can actually, I can watch this mm. and not just you know see highlights and whatnot. So very exciting times. Mm. Yes, excellent. I, I'm looking forward to getting into it, back into it myself, actually. Um, now the uh, European correspondent has phoned it in, but he did want to mention um, our friend, driver of the podcast. Oh, thank you. Yes. European correspondent. Uh, he's phoned it in, but wanted to let us know that uh, driver of the show, Valtteri Bottas, um, ha- has signed a new deal with Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming they're shit, and he's kind of being yeah, demoted. This is very much not our European yes, area. because because um, George Russell might back, be coming back, to the back midfield. in. Like, yeah. well, I mean, once Mid-card. you're in Mercedes, where do you go? go you're not yeah. going to a better team. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but yeah, the dude with all the bad luck in the world, hopefully has a chance to spread his wings. But yeah, my prediction is Lewis Hamilton to Alfa Romeo. <laughs> Next week. Yeah. <laughs> to ride off in the sunset. Yeah, or Alfa Romeo goes bankrupt <laughs> and yeah, they get probably. into sailing or something. Yeah, and yeah probably. Yeah. 
Just that's the level, level of luck yeah. this dude has. And um, Cristiano Ronaldo has gone home. Yes. Back to Manchester United. Uh, an 11th hour call from Sir Alex Ferguson. The big story was Manchester City were the yeah. prime runners. Are Obviously, the- extensive history at Manchester United. Um, well, I feel like it wasn't it obvious he was going to go to Manchester United and then is gone to get more money. It's gone like, uh, oh, but maybe Manchester. It'd be like, what, LeBron James being like, maybe I'll go to the Clippers. It's like, no, you won't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I think maybe, but also like, I think soccer's different where it's just like oh, yeah, yeah. Juventus would want to get the most money. They don't care where he goes. Yeah, true. You true. know, it's a transfer. It's not a free transfer or anything like that where he could choose... Like I mean, of of course he can choose where to go, and they yeah, would obviously yeah. negotiate. But if he was like, ah, oh, well, if I don't, I actually don't care. Um, well, that's what if, and, if and you're saying. If, that, yeah, and like, Juventus go. If they're going right, to give us fifteen, you know, hundred million, million. Yeah, a yeah, hundred million more or whatever it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, last we minute were, call to yeah, Sir Alex Ferguson um, gets him back to United. So hopefully, see him after the international as break. We were talking earlier in the episode. Uh, loyal viewers, uh, listeners may remember. Um, about one person lifting a whole team. Mm. How do you not play stronger when you're like, oh shit, Ronaldo's on my team. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to up yeah. my game and here we go. And that's gonna- why it was so weird that like Juventus was so keen to get rid of him. And like, yes, he's 36 or whatever, but like he is a physical specimen. Even like, just they don't make him the like knowledge, they used to, yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Being able to teach the young kids and yeah. Yeah, and he's, and I mean, jersey sales and, and buzz yes, back yes. into Manchester United and yep. all that sort of stuff. You know, a bit of intimidation knowing that he's there and. All that sort of stuff. But yeah, it should be great. and Great viewing for uh, Premier League fans alike. All right, let's um, try and race through these. Yeah. Let's get... We've got the Supercoach Grand Final. Now, because you guys had not been up to date, the Grand Final was actually between the Coagulators and a bunch of Hunts. I said Hunts. Ooh. So I ended up beating Juzzy in the semifinals by 30-odd. Congratulations. And um, a bunch of Hunts took down... The Northern Vikings, um, who made it all the way to the prelims, being our top scorer, um, and then just fell at the final hurdle. Um, so the team list Tuesday, so, so many players getting rested. Both me and Hanlon did not fill full teams due to all the oh, players shit. that were out and the lack of trades that we had. Um, but I was far worse off player-wise than... Um, Matty H, and for that reason, Matty H takes out the Sporting Woods Cup, uh, a hotly contested, controversial grand final, one two zero seven to one one six five. Tommy Turbo again breaks the record for highest score um, in Supercoach game history, four hundred and fifty eight as a captain. So what's that? Two hundred and seventy nine. Two hundred seventy nine? No, two hundred and. 39. This is a sports podcast, not a math no, podcast. podcast. Well, I haven't gone to Bishop. Yeah, 200 and th- <laughs> I haven't gone to Bishop Sycamore. Um, 239, which is a record for an individual game in uh, NRL Supercoach. Congratulations, a bunch of hunts. I said hunts. Take out the Sporting Woods Cup, but let's just rattle off the um, final league uh, total point standings. Northern Vikings... Finish outside the top 2,000. So their overall rank, 2716. The basket straight ins, they finished very, very strong, 5,245. The Revolution Mendoza line, again, he finished quite strong, 12,232. And the Mad Kents, well, they fell off a cliff. They went hard early, uh, 15,582. A bunch of hunts 
just missed out on a top 20,000 finish, but again, finished wrong, 20,397, and the coagulators, 24,821. Um, friend of the show, Jimmy B, 70,792 out of about 130-odd thousand. So he's done better than the last year. <laughs> That's a reach down deep for that compliment. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's move to the tipping. Oh, just before we do, oh, what yeah. just uh, what happens to the NRL Supercoach Talk podcast uh, after the season? Do they, they just go on hiatus? They or? go on hiatus. So that take, makes sense. Take a bit of a yeah. break. Uh, again, thank you very much, Michael, for that segue. Thank you to uh, NRL Supercoach Talk podcast for mm. all their expert uh, advice and gear. They, they'll they'll do stuff throughout the year. They might even do stuff towards the end of this year. Um, but yeah, I'd, give I'd them a them. subscribe. They might not do like I wouldn't burden their actual podcast with it, but it'd be great if they followed simulated online cricket club. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, here's what we're going to see this week. <laughs> yeah. These players should be performing well. Yeah, uh, he's at 500,000. Yeah, jump on him, trade him out. I wonder if we out. could, even if we just got like Jesus, that's a little so video hard. of him, I'd throw it in the top of every oh, episode. Totally. Oh, just totally. like, oh, here, yeah, it's yeah. Josie from you know, Sox Pre-game Super show. Coach. <laughs> yeah, here's what I'm looking forward to. Watch this player, watch that player. Shit, it's not that's bad. A good, we could I'll edit this out of the yeah, podcast. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't give it away. Mm. Um. All right, let's get into the tipping now. Yes. A lot of people have given up, um, but it's still hotly contested at the top. So, friend of the show, Jimmy B, in last place, 107. 11 points behind second last, Juzzy T, 118, who's then seven points behind third last, Dan V and Medicine Balls, 125. Unreal. Yeah. Hanlon, uh, 130. Uh, Hackett, 134. Hashtag ride or die, 136. Joey Joe, Joe Jr. Shabadoo, who's climbed up the leaderboard over the last four weeks, mainly because he's the only one tipping, I think. 137. <laughs> four points behind Angle Park, who sits at 141. One point behind Jay uh, Goldie on 142. Yun Sang moves up into fourth. Uh, he's on 146. Two points behind third place, uh, Dogs of War, Dane O, 148, who's four points behind Heps Heems Heroes, 152. And still leading by a solitary point now, uh, the Coagulator 153. So, and who's behind the Coagulators? Hepsheim's Heroes. No, sorry. I mean, who is the person behind? Oh, oh yours truly. Oh, of course, oh, oh of yeah. Course, congratulations. Of yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's One get... point, though. That's. Oh. I know. I know. Anything can happen. An upset in the, uh, in the finals. Like... Stay tuned, loyal listeners. That's right. So, anything can happen. All right. Let's get into the Sweezies. A little late, but oh my god! Oh, oh no! Oh, it stopped! Oh, oh no! Oh, no, we moved oh, over no. to the spicy sriracha. Oh, it shambles oh, over what's here! What's happened? We we can't move on. <laughs> uh, well, for a moment there, that sounded like that was uh, this day in big tech energy histories <laughs> music. Are we gonna get it back? Oh yeah, no, oh, we, yeah, can. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can, we can. Of course, of course. Uh, I can't, I can't do a moment in big D history without it. On this day, be the history. All right. Well, oh, Michael, we have one of the all-time greats. And by all-time greats, I mean all-time greats. September 6, 1880. I remember it well. 1880. <laughs> One of the greatest cricketers of all time. The very first superstar of cricket. W.G. Grace scores 125 
on test debut in the first ever test match held on English soil. It's pretty impressive and pretty demoralizing, I imagine, to the Australian team. Yeah. But like, well, this was one of the first ever tests ever yeah. in the history of... T- That's what I mean. You're turning up, you're like, yeah, it's going to be a good yeah, game. Let's do it. Oh, Bang. fuck. <laughs> this cat. And he's got the big ass beard and everything. Now, WG Grace, famous, all the famous stories about him getting bowled out and then picking up the stumps, putting them back together and handing the um, ball back to the bowler and said... The fans are here to see me, see me bat, not to, not for you to get That's me out. That's fucking pro wrestling. Yeah, bullshit. exactly. He's, yeah. He was, he was the very first like superstar, ultimate BDE, potentially one of the first like superstars of like organized. I didn't sport. know that story, but fuck that, shat me off like immediately. Yeah. You'd be like, oh well, sucked into the fans. This is a sport. Yeah, I mean, it just like it's um. They're here to see you. Well, you yeah, go out yeah, and talk not, to them yeah, now. Yeah, you're no, over. You're no, you're done. No, no. He he did that all the time. Like he'd get out yeah. early and just like not walk and say they're here to see me. They're not here to see you. Get me out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, sucked <laughs> in. Good. Maybe you should be better. But no, no, look, no I wasn't no, there. No. Was, WG yeah. Grace, mate, one of the all-time greats. Yep. Um. And I'm glad we can honor him uh, in a moment in BDE history because yes. he deserves to be honored because yes. he had a lot of BDE moments throughout his life. Um. Now. We're gonna. No, we're, we're, we're essentially crowning it, and that, that is, it's hard because we're gonna crown it, but okay. but we can't not not crown it after what's happened. But we'll start with one point, and I want to give a huge shout out. The Paralympics have been sensational, mm. and finally, and this is an. I don't want to call this an on the give because it's not really on the give. It's like something that should have happened the whole time. Australian governments come forward due to the major public backlash, and um, will equal. Um, Paralympian medal makes sense payments with uh, actual you know actual is the wrong word with able-bodied Olympic athlete medal yep yep, yep. Well, how I mean, like, how it wasn't there at the start exactly is kind of but surely sad. you can say Olympians as opposed to Paralympians like yes, you know, uh, they're I think they're all Olympians they're yeah. all Olympians yeah 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 um, but uh, yeah, yeah it says a lot that previously no they weren't getting, they weren't getting anything were they zero or, they yeah, were just doing it for the wild. love of the game yep yep yep. Um, and look, I'm not going to defend the government, but, um, if there was I mean, culturally, culturally says a lot, I don't think the government oh. was there being like, let's pay them. Fuck all. No, no, it's just, no. It just shows the level at where it was yeah. held. And also traditionally the Paralympians get a lot more medals because of the, you know, the things that the government already, and I'm not, I'm not defending the government, everyone. Don't, <laughs> Veering into our political not, yes, podcast. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like we've got infrastructure and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff to set up to help these athletes succeed. That other succeed. places might not. Don't. And don't at me saying that, you know, the NDIS and all of that sort of stuff. I get it. It's a shambles. Don't, I'm just saying we're far better off in our country than we are in a lot of other countries. Like there was like yeah. blind people and Tune people in- our other NDIS yeah. podcast supporting- yeah. <laughs> Uh, disabled woods. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but my favorite um, event was the boccia, which is a mix between lawn bowls and bocce. And it can be played by anyone. And the BC3 category is essentially like quadriplegics, paraplegics, no control over arms and legs, yep, where they yep. literally have a stick in their mouth and they've got an assistant who... Um, uh, puts up the ramp, like, you know, 10-pin bowling where, like, kids yep. use a ramp. The Michael Wilkins special. Yep yep, 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 yep. All of that sort of stuff. Australia's been highly unsuccessful at um, Boccia. And I can't believe it. I thought, like, because, you know, we've got quite a heavy lawn bowls culture that yeah. this would be, like, a 
like a number one sport for um, people with disabilities in Australia. Um, but Dan Michelle takes Australia's first ever medal in boccia for like 30 years. Brilliant. Um, in the just missed out in the semifinals, um, heartbreak, uh, lost in the last leg um, to go down and uh, miss out on a chance for a gold medal, but came back superbly and won bronze. Um, and for that, he gets one point. And for that, he gets one point. It's a fantastic sport. My favorite sport uh, to watch at the Paralympics. Yes, there were far greater performances from everyone. There's a um, couple of girls in the table tennis and, and um, uh, marathon and all that sort of stuff. There are heaps across the board. Um, but I want to give a shout out to uh, Dan Michelle, who literally has no control over like Like he's completely paralyzed or doesn't have arms and legs. Yep. And um, was able to accomplish Paralympic gold, uh, bronze. Get a Paralympic medal. Fantastic story. That is huge. Yeah. That's um, very exciting. Yes. I want to give two points to Patrick Cantlay now. Because he had to hold seven putts or he lost. Like every time, yes, every yes. time in, in the previous tournament last week. If he missed the putt, he lost. The, the, and then the would, highest stakes imaginable. And then would go sport. down in the seeding standings into the last match and you know all that sort of stuff. So those putts actually made him $15 million. Yep. Hey, he earned that, it's sounding yeah. like, you know. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The old the old golf term is, you know, you drive for dough, uh, you drive for show, but you putt for dough. And he just had <laughs> nerves of steel. His nickname now is Patty Ice. Nice. He's got ice cool. in his veins, yeah. but um, yeah, it would have been three points last week That's for sure. That's a better nickname than Can't Lay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not upset with That's that. Right. So <laughs> he uh, he broke his back and he was actually out of professional golf for about three years. Wow. And That's so he's time. come back and um, yeah, some of those putts, they were like, you know, five meters, like up and down hills and just now never looked like missing the mm. whole time. Like knowing how much money is on the line and, and what it meant for the final, going into the final tournament, all that sort of stuff would have just, the nerves would have just well, I hope crippled he plays at that people. level from now on. Like once you know, oh wait, I can do this yeah. as long as I'm, you know, laser focused. Mm. Yeah. And Sweet. he, yeah. And you know, no implications with his back or anything. He's yep. fit and healthy yep. and, and, uh, you know, reaping the rewards. Fantastic performance. Fifth, those putts made him $15 million in a week. And two points. And two points in the Sweezies, of course. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, parody. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but three points. And I really didn't want to give it to this person because of what the me. implications are. But he had one of the all-time great individual individual performances in modern rugby league. Tom Travojevic, that individual try where he beat nine Cowboys players, literally had a hand in everything has taken this team beyond anyone's wildest expectations of their, their ceiling. Um, Thomas Turbos. Thomas Turbos. Um, congratulations. I'm sure he's going to win the Dally M. We're pretty much crowning it for Sweezy's unless Steve Smith or Manus Labashain has spectacular a triple season, century yeah. every single Ashes test. But um, it, it's amazing. And we are witnessing greatness at the moment. Um, Tommy Turbo, three points in this week's Sweezies. Uh, we got the Spicy Matchup, sponsored by Sriracha. Yes, and uh, let me tell you, we're sponsored by Sriracha, yep. uh, which means that not only are we going to spruik it on the show, but we're required to have at least one Sriracha-sponsored meal 
yes, uh, yes. a week. So what'd you have? Per episode. Look, I sort of found it in this week. I oh. literally just had scrambled eggs yep. with a bit of sriracha on the side. Oh, okay. Um, That's I, all right. I'm not a man that like covers the whole thing in mm. sriracha. I'll cover maybe like a quarter yeah, of it so you yeah. can mix it in. You can have, mm. you know. Um, but terrific. Yeah, Adds mate. a bit of pep to your morning. Yeah, mate. Sriracha. Sponsoring spicy. Sporting Woods. Oh, that's right. Um, the spicy matchup is Melbourne versus Manly. Now, Melbourne have rested people. Cam Smith. Uh, Cam Smith. Cam Munster under an injury cloud. They haven't really been firing the last six weeks. Just quickly, I noticed on the run sheet, it's actually spelt Manali. Oh, Melbourne I d- v. Manali. I did change it. So, <laughs> okay. Yes. Mal- I got Mal- an old one. Yeah, yeah. You, you got the old one. Apologies. Yes, yes. yes no. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Michael. Um, yeah, so they're, they're like heavy favorites against Manly. I, I don't know. I think Manly, after what they put on four tries in the last 10 minutes of that game against the Cowboys, it was in the balance. Uh, and then they just ran away with it. That's that's They can do that. But Melbourne can do that as well and just blow you out of the park in 10 minutes and it's all over. I think Melbourne's experience uh, in finals footy versus a lot of these young people that they're relying upon, um, you know, and they'll and they'll really target Turbo, particularly defensively. Um, I think Melbourne win, but I think it'll be closer than what um, a lot of people are expecting. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Can the one man team take on uh, the perennial premiership favorites? That's what. Uh, that's what we're going to find it's got out. All the makings Friday. of a spicy match. Oh, it does, it does. So that that's for that's the first match of the finals oh, on Friday. And fuck, look what look what we've forgotten to do. I know we were low on time. I wasn't going to say anything. I'll just squeeze it in here very quickly as we go into to the, the um, just the tip, just the tip. Sriracha. Beautiful. Yes, we can we can. Book He's in. not missing out on that sponsorship no. money. Thank you very much. Yes. And um, so. We'll wrap it up with just a tip sponsored by OSBC. So I've gone a finals line multi um, in honor of Nadia Bartel. Um, <laughs> gone, All right. Well done, Tim. Yeah, I've gone yeah. Manly plus eight and a five, 8.5 to get Huge. Uh, against Melbourne. I'm actually going to back the Gold Coast in. They've got 11 and a half start. I'm taking that. Um, I'm, I think, Damn. I think. Even if they lose, it's not going to be by a lot. I think I think they might surprise a few people. Got the Panthers minus eleven and a half against South. I think they'll do a number on South. And I hate to say it, but I think the flat track bullies get the job done. Minus seven and a half against Newcastle. Um, Newcastle were terrible against Brisbane, so I think they're going to be one and done. Uh, competitors they usually sit about thirteen fourteen dollars for this sort of bet. Um, OSBC, they're boosting to 20. Straight up. They're the best. Exactly. Online sports betting company. Get involved there. Um, yeah, I, I think the Titans might actually... Um, I don't know if they'll win, but I think I think it'll be closer than people think. And I think the Melbourne Manly one will be closer than people think just because of the injury cloud over um, Munster. And what are they going to do with Pappenhausen? Are they going to start him at fullback in this finals game? Are they going to... You know, get Hines in there. What do they do with him? So there's still a bit to figure out with Melbourne. Um, sure, a lot of it's like luxury issues, but they just haven't gelled the last six weeks, particularly since Pappenhausen's been back, um, which is understandable. But yeah, how does that impact their finals chances? Not too sure. So yeah, a bit of value there, I reckon. Oh, well, one way to find out. Exactly. Tune Jump in. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Michael, I think that's pretty much it. My phone is going off due to all the articles written about the Tigers over the last two days. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what the developments are there. But Oh, well, um, thank you, everybody, for sticking around with us yeah. with uh, uh, Team 
Turbo Tigers, I don't know. <laughs> we tried. We'll, 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 we'll workshop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's legs there. Um, yes, thank you very much for sticking with us. Um, King Arthur, we will get that challenge. Don't worry about that. We'll get to that at some point during the year. Um, 153, hopefully next week we should be back. Yeah, sounds good um, to me. I'll be here. Yep, you will be. This is, this <laughs> I is, live in the video. This is where you live. Yeah. Um, we will see you next time. Make like a bye 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 bye.